Hello and welcome to Jersey Herd Podcast. My guests today are Alistair Horn, who's a partner at Moran, and Sam Storak, crew partner at Colors Grill. Welcome and thank you for joining us this morning. Today we'll be discussing the Jersey Limited Liability Company, or LLC, and how it is used in fund structures. Now, Sam and Ali, I thought we could start with introductions. Maybe, Sam, you can start? Sure, Peggy, no problem. Hi, everyone. My name is Sam Stark. I'm a Jersey Funds and Corporate Lawyer, and I help and advise clients on the whole life cycle of funds and investment structures for a variety of asset classes, but mostly for real estate, private equity, and venture capital. My focus is also predominantly high net worth private capital and assisting new entrants to the fund space. Hi, I'm Alistair Horn. I'm an LP partner in the investment funds group of uh, Moro Zanz. I've been working on the structuring and formation of investment structures for a number of years now. And I'm currently advising clients, including US clients, who are very interested in the Jersey LLC propositions. So, Peggy, let's let's get cracking. Yes, thank you. Now, Sam, is it right to say that LLCs are widely used in the US? Yes, yeah, so historically, LLCs evolved in the US and have been popular as they combine the key aspects of a company, particularly a separation between the owners and the business itself through limited liability for the owners and separate legal personality for the vehicle, but also in combination with the tax transparency of a partnership. As such, it can be viewed as having elements of similarity with both companies and partnerships, but it's important to understand it's not a company. A Jersey LLC looks to achieve these ends by being based primarily on the Delaware LLC in order to provide a familiar vehicle to the US market, but with the necessary framework to enable it to meet the local regulatory framework and international standards. For wider context, LLCs broadly account for 70% of entity formations in Delaware. And as at the end of 2021, there were approximately 1.3 million Delaware LLCs. So it's a, a vast market there. Yes. Now, Ali, they are likely to be popular as a fund management vehicle. Could you explain why that is? Yeah, I mean, Sam and I have been discussing this at length, actually. And and I think the, the feeling is that you know, investment fund vehicles can take a lot of different forms, different structures. But I think the main attraction is going to be the flexibility here for the LLC. And when we mean flexibility, I think we're going to be talking about particular bespoke arrangements for fund promoters, or or it could be in, inherently very simple. So I think we're hopeful that this is going to be the main attraction. Links to flexibility, I mean, we want to talk about AFMD, you know, very quickly. We can't, we cannot not talk about it. You know, we've been working on the LLC product and it has been uh, structured to ensure that, you know, from a Jersey private fund perspective, it can work as the AFE and the AFIM for private placement rules vis-a-vis the EU and the UK. And this contrasts with, for example, Delaware LLCs, which aren't necessarily compatible with being able to market on a private placement basis. So that's the first point. When we talk about um, AFMD, we talk about private placement vis-a-vis obtaining a full passport. Now, we know a blanket passport isn't necessarily necessary or attractive to to fund promoters. And so ensuring the, the LLC can work from a private placement perspective makes it sort of affordable, cost effective and fairly nimble. Linked to that anecdotally, we, you know, we, we understand most managers want to access the EU via two or three territories. So again, private placement can help achieve those objectives. Turning on to the LLC structure itself, I mean, it's quite an important point is that the LLC permits the appointment of a manager. It doesn't have to appoint a manager. LLCs can be member managed, for example. 
But where a manager is appointed, those rights and duties are set out in the LLC agreement. So that's you know symptomatic of its flexibility. And what's interesting here is that the LLC law allows managers to bind the LLC, but also allows the creation of other managers or series of managers with different rights, different roles, different duties vis-a-vis the LLC. That sort of showcases its flexibility in this context. And linked to the overall management role is that the LLC should be contrasted with, for instance, a GPLP structure. Uh, we, we know that sort of GPs have that unlimited liability position vis-a-vis the debts, obligations and liabilities of a limited partnership uh, where, where there aren't sufficient partnership assets. Now contrast that with an LLC, a manager or member doesn't have that uh, additional liability hurdle and essentially this liability will be governed by the terms of that LLC agreement. So I think those are key features that jump out from a fund management vehicle in my mind. And I know Sam's got a few more as well. Thanks, Ali. I mean, I suppose the other more practical points that people also are concerned about often is what level of confidentiality attaches to the information and how publicly available is that. So Jersey generally adopts an approach of proportionate confidentiality. Public records of an LLC are relatively limited. The LLC's declaration, which is delivered to the registrar for registration, is available for inspection, as are the details of the manager. Or one of, I suppose, the helpful parts of an LLC is that you don't need to have a manager. And if there's members involved in management, those details would be available. The profile also states that the LLCs a body corporate or not, which is a key aspect of the Jersey regime. Importantly, though, the LLC agreement and the other main commercial details of the LLC, including, for example, the nature of the business carried out, the identity of the members who aren't involved in management, capital contributions, etc., aren't a matter of public record in the same way. One of the important parts of Jersey's approach, though, is though that a certain amount of information will be privately held by the regulator for the purposes of international standards, but that is often uncontroversial. A member's information rights, including the right to inspect the LLC's records and to take copies of them, are also subject to the LLC agreement under provisions. This is particularly useful you know, in the context of things like a carried interest or incentive vehicle, where actually the separate rights of particular members might be confidential or, or you, you, know, you want to keep them separate as they're sensitive. From a regulatory perspective, LLCs acting as managers to private funds will be able to benefit from light-touch regulation and our standard investment business and trust company business exemptions, which are long-standing here, provide professional investor-based related exemptions, um, and those are applicable here as well. Lastly, although it provides flexibility in the key commercial areas, our LLC law also provides certainty around the, the real nuts and bolts and granular aspects that often managed aren't particularly focused on until the worst happens. But those things include a clear insolvency regime, creditors' rights, winding up and dissolution, rules around prospectuses if you're in that space, and things like takeovers. Interestingly, non-LLC entities can convert into an LLC by way of merger potentially, and LLCs can also be continued in and out of Jersey. So I think hopefully we've mixed the flexibility that people want from a commercial perspective, but with the certainty around the mechanics that mean that people can function them really clearly and easily. Hmm, yes. Now, Ali, uh, Sam just mentioned Jersey private funds can be uh, formed as LLCs. Are there any benefits of choosing an LLC, for example, over a limited partnership? I mean, Peggy, it's a great question. Uh, We're going right into legal arbitrage here. On the one hand, similar characteristics. They're both, you know, the LLC and and the limited partnership, very flexible, both tax transparent from a Jersey tax perspective. But the limited partnership has sort of evolved via you know, the, the general partnership concept. And as a result, there are a couple of key differentiating factors. 
Firstly, you know, limited partnerships have to be established with two partners. That isn't the case with LLC. We can have that single member-managed vehicle. The second aspect, contributions. The LLC law doesn't provide that members have to or, or have to agree to contribute, you know, in exchange for their LLC interest. You know, for limited partnerships, we'd usually expect limited partners to um, make a contribution either by way of cash services or by contributing partnership property. So again, that's another key difference. And, and, and possibly the most, you know, arguably the most important aspect, and we, we, we've touched upon this a few moments ago, is the price that, you know, you pay for limited liability protection in the context of a limited partnership. So we mentioned before that general partners have that unlimited liability uh, for the debts and obligations of a limited partnership to the extent there aren't sufficient assets in play. And as a result of that, limited partners can't participate in the management, save for undertaking those safe harbour activities. But that just doesn't apply in an LLC context. So we've got the ability for members who are managers to uh, participate in the management of an LLC and their liability isn't impacted in that respect and is just ultimately driven by that uh, LLC agreement, uh, save for other small caveats under a law. But that's that's the main principle. So it's a, it's a very different position. I think it's an interesting point because the limited partnerships law is an, an evolution of you know the law of pure partnerships mm. from you know a long time ago in an attempt to make it more commercially useful. But there are still elements of it that hark back to that. So a general partner is a fiduciary and essentially subject to the same customary law rules applicable to general partnerships in respect of its rights, powers, restrictions and liabilities, you know, except insofar as they're inconsistent with the provisions of the limited partnership statute. So what that essentially means is that the general partner, when you're looking at what its obligations are, is that it's obliged to act in good faith in the best interest of the partnership and requires honesty and fair dealing. Whereas in an LLC, you know, the position is much simpler and something that the US market will be much more familiar with. So the manager owes a duty to the LLC to act in good faith, but subject to that duty, they don't owe any duty fiduciary or otherwise to the LLC or any member or other person in respect to the LLC. But again, going back to the flexibility point, an LLC agreement may, however, provide that the managers owe additional duties, you know, so you can calibrate the level of responsibility in the way that you want as a sort of creature of contract and that might also appeal to promoters depending on exactly what the purpose of the vehicle is and what the context is. In addition, distinct from limited partnerships, the LLC law is an extra express statutory mechanic similar to companies. So I suppose this is where the blend of companies and partnership elements come in so that you can basically approve any potential breaches of duty by the manager, providing it's approved by the members and your LLC is cash flow solvent. So the requirements as regards contributions are also a little bit more flexible, as, as Ali has touched on. So it's not necessary for a person to make a contribution to become a member. So that also kind of is, is helpful in certain areas whereby you don't necessarily want to have to contribute a certain amount of property in order for the vehicle to be validly established. Yes, yes. Thank you. Now, Ali, is there um, an anticipated use as regards master feeder structures? I think... Peggy, the answer is yes, potentially, but I think it's ultimately going to be driven by the the arranger's familiarity with LLC structuring and concepts generally. I mean, we know master feeder structures are you know are very useful with you know to, to bring together in, you know a pool of investors to ensure the correct tax treatment or to uh, arrange a suitable withholding tax position or just generally to have fairness with regards to certain arrangements on fees, for example. So I think in theory, yes, it could be used, uh, but I think it's ultimately going to be driven by. Uh, by the arranger or the promoter in question and their and their feelings vis-a-vis structuring through an LLC. Right. Sam, what about joint venture structures? 
one of the things Ali and I had talked about is that actually in a JV scenario, they're really useful because the key issues mostly for promoters in that sort of context are flexibility. You don't necessarily want the agreement between the parties to be a public document. You don't necessarily want the rules around how you construct it to be prescriptive. And and often you, it means that in an LLC environment, you can make the LLC agreement look and feel commercially like other existing models at the market moment. So a shareholders agreement for a company or a Jersey property unit trust instrument, which is flexible on things like how capital is paid or you know returned, and also usually involves a list of consent matters whereby the parties agree that you know consent of the various members to whatever threshold you describe or agree is required to do certain activities. So an LLC would be perfect for that. Yes. Now, Ali, is there a partnership-like treatment for profits and losses? So, Peggy, it's, it's, a, it's a tale of two jurisdictions, really, Jersey and you know the US, um, given the, the way in which we are looking to, to target a US market. Jersey's position with regards to international investors is replicated here. So those members of a Jersey LLC that aren't tax resident in Jersey, they won't be liable for um, for Jersey income tax on the profits of an LLC deriving from international activities. That liability only only arises where um, where those profits derive from sort of Jersey source income. So that's quite consistent with Jersey's position uh, across you know across all structures. Um, but the key relevant point here is the US. So transparent in Jersey. But in the US, I think foreign LLCs, it's you know, the expectation is that foreign LLCs, including Jersey LLCs, will have to register or elect to be treated as being transparent. I think the risk otherwise is that they may be viewed as a, as a, as a corporate or a corporation, uh, and that, that may not be intended, was unlikely to be intended. So, uh, so yeah, two, two very different uh, positions, depending on uh, which jurisdiction you're talking about. Yes, yes, definitely. Lots of flexibility now. Sam, what about flexibility redistributions and release of members' obligations? So with distributions and release of members' obligations, generally it's very flexible. An LLC may not make a distribution or release a member from the performance of an obligation unless the LLC is cash flow solvent. Um, And that's very similar to the rules that we have in Jersey already around certain aspects of company law and limited partnerships law. And also similar to that is that if a member receives an unlawful distribution, then there is always the prospect of clawback or in the case of fraud, for example, and that clawback period applies for six months. But again, that's consistent across the other areas of our our commercial law. Great. Well, one final question for you, if I may, please, uh, Ali. Are there any policy decisions for funds and LLCs that our audience needs to be aware of? Yeah, definitely a few things to be aware of, Peggy. I mean, Sam and I have been working on the, 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 let's call it the broader product offering for a while. So we wanted to cram as much into the product as we could. The idea is to allow the LLC regime to target the US market in a cross-border capacity. So that encompasses managers, investors, uh, US family offices, for example, and allowing them to use uh, Jersey's private fund regime and also allowing them to use Jersey's private fund regime in the context of AFMD marketing. So that's been broadly achieved, which is, which is great. The thing we would flag is that the regime at this at this particular moment isn't necessarily compatible with uh, our public fund regime in Jersey um, and sort of more regulated products. So that's something to be aware of. The other thing to be aware of is that in order to proceed with the establishment and an ongoing maintenance of a Jersey LLC, there is a requirement to appoint you know Jersey administrator, and that's broadly consistent across all different vehicles established or incorporated in Jersey. So that's not much of a surprise, but worth flagging certainly for a US audience out there. 
In terms of potentially comparative elements that are worth highlighting, I know you've got a couple of other podcasts perhaps dealing with this in, in a lot more detail, but certainly the ability to to bless breaches is a really helpful component. So that's um, in the context of members maybe blessing breaches of duty by managers is quite a, there's a nice neat mechanism set out in the LLC law. And, 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 and sort of probably more, more unique to Jersey is that ability to be treated as a, as a body corporate or not on, in, on, on establishment. Um, that's unique. And we hope that flexibility will be attractive to, uh, you know, to help stimulate that cross-border investment. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Sam. This has been really insightful. Thank you to both of you for your contributions. To our audience, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you want to hear more about Jersey Finance, then please follow us on all the social media channels. And as Ali said, we do have other podcasts on LLCs. So please subscribe to the Jersey Herd podcast series to listen to the other ones. Thank you and goodbye.